And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk NFL football, Lions football, 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 football. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ken Brown. Uh, an exhilarating uh, weekend of games, Mike O'Hara. We're going to get to that, and we're going to uh, say how it relates to the Lions, some trends, I think, that we saw this weekend, and what the Lions need to do going forward as you see the cream of the crop play for Mr. Vince Lombardi's trophy. <laughs> well, that's pretty pretty dramatic way to set it, but that's also right. But I, I don't know about great football or whatever, but it was, certainly was an interesting Interesting weekend. It really was. Are you um, seeing – this is off the topic. I just thought of this, so bear with me for a second. Do you think that the NFL adding that 17th game is hindering the performance in the playoffs with guys getting hurt? Because I don't know if it seems like there's more injuries, but this just seems to me like more of the good players or the name players are getting injured or banged up. And is the product suffering by adding that 17th game? Well, I think you'd only know that if the guys got injured in the seventeenth game, and, and I don't think that's happened. So, no, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay. I was just in other going... words, if a guy got if the guy got hurt in the fifteenth game, it doesn't apply because he hasn't played seventeen, hasn't played the sixteenth game. No, I should, I'm no, just, I, 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 yeah. yeah. And do you think the play has gotten any worse with the added no, game? No, not really. No, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, you know, a case an exa- you know, a good example: the Lions and the. And the uh, Packers in week 17. That was a great football game. I don't care who played in it. It was tight. It was good. There was hitting. There was defense or a few offensive plays, and there was something at stake. So, no, I, that, that game itself, to me, stands as, as an example. That, that, that really, you know, what you're talking about doesn't really hold, hold water. Okay. I'm just putting it out there because um, sure. I just want to know when the study is going to be done on the the impact the 17th game has had on players' health and on the game itself. And this is only the second year of it, so I don't think you can really do any uh, statistical analyzing of it right now. But I think after five years, I like to look back and see, you know, in the totality, was there any change? Because you know, you know the NFL wants to add that 18th game. You know they do. You know, and if if the NFL Players Association – Agrees to it in bargaining, then fine, go ahead. I don't want, yeah, but don't, control. but I don't, that doesn't make it right that the NFL Players Association will sell out for money to do it. It doesn't make well, it right. Else, it just well, doesn't make would, it right. What else would they be there for if it's not for money? Well, that's all they're going to do it for, but it's not doing anything for well, player health or safety or the game itself. It's just a money grab. And I got another thing while we're talking about money grabs. And Mike Florio from the uh, ProFootballTalk.com has been expounding on this, and I've seen other people pick it up now. If they start playing the, in the championship game at neutral sites, I think I might be done with it. I think I might be done with the league. So you're not going to watch any football? I think I might be done with it because that means greed has taken over. Because to me, the greatest games in history had an appeal by where they were played, especially those championship games. You know, well, when I think it's. I, I think it's something that they you can talk about it, but I don't think it's something they sh- you, sh- you should do. They've gotten along fine since 1935 doing it this way. It's been, you know, I don't think it's anything bad has happened. And I also think there's a reward for winning. There's a reward for, you know, in, in the case of the Eagles going 14-3, and three, having the best record, and being at home throughout the playoffs. I think there's a benefit in that. Right. The Super Bowl is one thing. I can understand one game oh, played at a neutral yeah, site. Sure. But for the championship, what was think of some of the great games that were played in Lambeau Field or the games that were played in, you know, wherever, 
uh, New York Giants when they played or whatever the games in New York. Or, you know, that's the, the basis of football sometimes is where it's played as well as who's playing. And, and to put two – and you think about it, Mike. There's only going to be so many teams that can take the championship game if they're going to play in pro stadiums. So they'll well, – I agree with You that know, it's too, just stupid. Right? I mean, like Detroit, where we have a dome, you could play at any time. Right? But could you play it? Could you make it a, a destination in in uh, Cincinnati? Probably not. No, could no. You, you know, in some other places. So no, no I, I just I think it's doing fine just the way. Just it leave is. It the way it is. Then, oh, the NFL. I know you you love making money, and you but you've squeezed the lemon to make as much as possible. And I'm sure you could squeeze it more if you had to. But it, it gets to a point where sometimes enough is enough. And just, you know, go status quo for a while. And I think the NFL is getting to that point now. And I remember Mark Cuban said that. He said the NFL is going to destroy itself with their greed. And, you know, he should be talking to the basketball teams that destroy itself with greed. But, but, but he, he did make a point. He does make a point. He does make a point that if anything disrupts this league, there's two things that could happen. It could be a, a um, gambling scandal scandal, excuse me, and by them getting in bed with these gamblers, they're asking for trouble with these gambling sites. And number two would be that they just try to squeeze every dollar out of a person. And those are the two things they got to look out for, man. Well, one thing about the gambling sites, Kenny, is they're bringing it out of the open. So you can regulate it a lot easier if you know what's going on than if you don't. No, I'm not talking about that part of it. That part, yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about a scandal within a team throwing a game. And you, when you open it up to the gambling, you open it up to that, you know, to that part of the game. And football is probably harder to throw a game than other sports. But it's just the marriage you got in bed with them, and the marriage you have with them, it could end up in divorce. I'm telling you, Ken. Why would it be any easier? Look, they've had gambling forever. The National Football League it just hasn't been public. It hasn't been regulated by the states. And now that it's regulated, I think I think no. But there wasn't a marriage between the the, the NFL and gambling. They made sure they put a a a wall between themselves and gambling up until the time where now they embrace it. No, and now they realize the the amount of money they can make on it. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Then again, you just said it: the money they could make, Mike. Well, of course. Okay, like I said, there's only so much money worth taking tainting your product. And I'm just saying, if a team, if a, what, okay, I don't want to get into this. This is, this is well, way why off are we the talking subject. about this? I'm just, I don't know how I even got on the gambling subject, but I'm just thinking about the NFL trying to squeeze dollars out of you in this championship That's game going elsewhere. But I'm just going to say this last point. When you get in bed with these gamblers, and if a team if, ever gets caught throwing a game, and especially if it's a playoff game, you'll start your league on a downfall. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. You know, there's always been illicit, illicit gamblers going on, but they were never guys that you were corporate and you wouldn't have dinner with them like these uh, gambling sites now where you're in bed with them. And they expect some. You think they, they like all the money they put in? Jamie Foxx must have made more money this year off that damn gambling site than he did acting because I only see him on these damn gambling commercials burying them. Tell me how much money all these guys are making. Kenny, you've talked another five minutes after saying you're going to get I up. know, I know. Let's I'll get take it. your own advice. Let's get to it. I see that you, you're done. Uh, you must be on. You must be. Uh, do you got a sponsorship? I do not have a sponsorship. Okay, no, I'm just I putting that out there. And, and I don't gamble on sports. Well, that's good. Well, gambling is not a problem. Gamble, well, you can't, but 
Gamble? I would if I, I if I was. I I'm cheap. That's why I don't gamble. I'm cheap. I, every penny I got, I, I I know where it's going. Trust me. Well, I go to the casino. I play blackjack. I don't gamble on sports. When I go to the casino, I go to the. Uh, I don't know what I do. I just stand in there and watch people hit those slot machines. I like to see the old ladies on the slots. Very, very exhilarating for me. <laughs> All right. So yesterday's games went on. Uh, I had tweeted with Dan Miller last night during the game, and I said it, and he kind of agreed with me that Detroit Lions could play with any of these teams. I didn't say they would beat them, but they could play with any of them. If they would have been put in any of these games, they would have competed. Well, I think they would have given a more representative uh, uh, performance, for example, than, than uh, Buffalo Bills did against the Bengals, getting beat 27-10. Never, never really in the game. They went down 14 to nothing, and they had the ball for three plays in that 14-point salvo. New York Giants, same thing. You know, they, why why they show up? They didn't they didn't show up to play. They never showed a bit of energy in that game. Just got absolutely throttled by the by the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. Yeah, and the Giants. If you go back and look at their their record for the year, that's what they were. That's what they were, Mike. They had a little run. They got out to a seven and two start on some, you know, some close games, and then they kind of folded back down. And then they won a couple at the end to get in against teams that you know weren't really competitive. Then they played a Minnesota Viking team, which I think was the fraud of every team in the playoffs this year. And they were what they were. What what you saw of them was what they were. The one that disappointed me was Buffalo because that was a home game. And even if you would have lost a home game, I expected more than ten points out of Josh Allen. Oh, absolutely right. Oh, absolutely. But but look, I think really when you look at it, by and large, the teams played the way you expected them to play for the most part, and the, and the players play, performed the way you know to the level you'd expect most of them. You know, uh, Josh uh, or Josh Allen would have been you know the opposite of that. He should have. You'd expected a big performance from him, but he just didn't give it. Just he just didn't have it that day. Yeah, but plus the last part of the season, he was reckless with the ball anyway. And yep. if you didn't learn anything, and we're gonna get to the next person reckless with the ball, that you can't go into the playoffs. You can't play playoff ba- ba- a football reckless as a quarterback. It's just not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You may sometimes you can get away with it for a quarter or a half, but. That recklessness with the ball is going to get you in the end, and and I'm going to the 49er Cowboy game where Dak Prescott reverted to reckless Dak after a week where he was playing Tampa. And I said it last week. I said they were playing Tampa now, so don't get don't get all in emotions about how great Dallas played because that was Tampa, a team that was like ready to fall, as a boxer would say, at the 12. He they were staggering around till they got to the to the game and were ready to fall. Cowboys got a lot of problems, and I'm I'm here for them because I you know I don't like the Cowboys. Next to Green Bay, the Cowboys are on my are on my list of teams I love to see fail. But you know when you look at the Cowboys, there's nothing really different that happened uh, Sunday than happened in the last 30 years with them. There's 27 years since the last one won their last Super Bowl. They make you know they dominate the National Football League from the middle of February until the playoffs start, and then the cream comes to the you know rises to the top, and they're Sort of, you know, just a, a curiosity act, and they go by the wayside. The players, the teams, the good teams take over, and then that happens through the Super Bowl, and then middle of February, back come the back comes the the, the road show, 
with the uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. They've been that way forever. Well, and, look, a... and they've made a and they've made a fortune of, out of it. They really have. But we get what we get what we expect from them. That's yeah, their exactly fortune was made expect. though in the eighties and seventies before they got there. I think they not just... the way it is now. No, but what I'm saying is though the die was set with the Tom Landrys, and then when Jerry Jones took over and he had the quick run with um, with um, the coach from uh, Miami, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Then that was said, but they, they've they been living off that rep for 20 years now. And if, like I said, Miami Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys are living off reps from years ago. And if you take them from the last 20 up, they're just like any other average team in the league that gets in the playoffs, folds out or whatever. They just got the reputation because they were in the TV age of football when it really got big. They were the, the great teams, and that's how they're living. And, and like I said, until Jerry Jones steps out and gets out of the way and lets somebody competent, not his son, be the general manager and put a team together. Because if you, if you tell me right now, Mike, what, what is Dallas, this team, what, what, is they, what are they known for, this team? Promotion. And, and, no, I'm talking and about on the field. That's what I'm talking about. They're known for promotion. That's what they're good at. And Jerry Jones is the best promoter in the National Football League. He really is. And, and you can really you can look at, 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 at he's had an impact on other teams because they've built they've built or remodeled or upgraded their stadiums and try to compete at some level. Now they're not going to compete. Comp, sorry, they're not going to compete at the same level as as the Cowboys because of the money they've got and the resources they've built and the size of the stadium and, and the reputation they've built. But he's I, in that regard, I think he's been good for the league. But you still haven't answered my question. I said on the What's field. That? On the field, I said right. I'm just telling. You, the, no, I'm talking about the actual team, the players themselves. Forget about all the stuff around it, the stadium, the the, the look, the what on the field. Is that a defensive team? Is it an offense? What 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 is that team? Uh, it's a team that goes a certain distance and can't get any farther. But they do. You know, they have their runs there. They make the playoffs. They uh, they get knocked out in the first round or second round. But it's not like they're you know three and fourteen, three and thirteen, you know four and twelve year after year. They they compete. They're, they're, they contend, but they're not good enough. They're not as good as the image they as they project. I couldn't t- like I said until they step out of the way and let a GM put a team together because I I don't see a congruent team, and I haven't for a while. They just like pick up they pick up a star here. They'll do one thing. They'll have a defensive line coach or a defensive coach for a couple of years. That'll put together a decent defense. Then the office will work. They do this. They do that. They'll let's bring this guy in. Let's get Parsons. They just do a bunch of stuff. But it's not like you go to Dallas. This is what we do. This is what we are. And this is the way we play. And until they get back to that, that's what they were with Jimmy Johnson. You knew what they were. Until you get back to that, what you're going to get is what you got yesterday. You go well, out there the to a team, a team you should have beaten easy yesterday. Because I don't think the Forty ers played that great a game yesterday. No, look, they're very, very tough on defense, and and, and 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 I think they're just just a better better team overall than the Dallas Cowboys. You, you might you might say that you don't know their identity on the field, and I will tell you one thing: you and the other football fan or the football fans around America, they know they know who they are and they know where they are. And that's that's the way Jerry Jones has built that his own little empire out there with the Dallas Cowboys. But you gotta win. Well, I'm just saying. But I don't know what you're saying, but I'm telling you, you gotta win. You can build this little empire. The empire is a trading card empire or a a merchandising empire. There's no empire of football. There's no empire on what matters. 
It's just Jerry Jones TV. making crazy decisions year after year and and, and, and and fooling Dallas Cowboy fans into thinking, you know, the pretty shiny object. But when you look under the hood of that team, it's it's not a good it's not good. No, it's not an ultimate winner, but but like I said, they, they, they provide entertainment. That's why they're on Monday night and Sunday night football more than anybody because people want to see them, Kenny. Yeah, they want to see them, Mike, but like I said, after a while, you know, <laughs> the, the car crash in the circus, you know, people, they don't want to go again, and they're not going to believe it. And they're not going to go in it every year after year saying, all right, this is the year, this is the year. No, one of these years, and I think it's coming up now, people are going to say, Eh, until you get there, just leave me alone. No one, no, that's not going to happen. That's not that doesn't happen with the National Football League in in, in hardly any place, and it's certainly not going to happen with the Cowboys. They've got their brand, and those people think that they they're the you know wait till next year, wait till next year fan base, and they'll be back. But that that place is packed, ninety thousand, you know. Nine times a year. That's that's okay. that's what he's built. Well, we'll check back on it if they you know, keep look, it. We'll check, back on it. Have, we'll check back on it. We'll check back on it. You don't have to like it. I mean, you don't have to like it. You don't have to enjoy it. But the but the reality is, he has built. He built, built a, a circus. Built a yeah. circus. Okay. He's built a like circus. Said, you know, the best, he's the best promoter in the National Football League. But how many times are you going to see the clowns get into the car without saying I've seen that? And it's going to come a point. Unless he actually gets a product that can win, not a teaser, and he's gonna they're gonna get sick of it. And like I said, we'll we'll I don't want to partake too long on that. I want to move on, but we'll just come back to that. But I just I just think that there's a couple of things going on with Dallas that they showed me yesterday in the Forty Nine. And I I didn't think the Forty ers are that great a team. Either. They're good defense. They're good defensively. Well, they got the top defense in the league. They're good defensively. No that's what I said. That. But I think that quarterback was average yesterday. That team could have been beat yesterday by a good team. Well, well that quarterback was average. He's, I think he's got a base salary of 600000 He outplayed the guy across from him who made $40 million. Not arguing that, but my point being, I'm just talking about well, on a purely point? football stance, that game he played average yesterday, and they could have been beat. Man, they scored twelve points, like you said. A team with a forty-five million dollar quarterback scored twelve points. Even as good as San Francisco was he t- defensively, there were plays there to be made for touchdowns. They should have scored twenty-five points at least that game. There were twenty-five points worth of plays that a normal average, average to good quarterback would have made that Dak didn't make, and they'll have to deal with that themselves. But. Like I said, we'll see this week because Philadelphia is going to put some heat on. And I won't get my prediction right now, but you'll see what kind – you'll see Mr. Rookie quarterback this week because now you're playing somebody. Now you're playing well, a I team mean, that's not going to back down from you. Well, it's not a question of that. I think that you're seeing a team that is, is overcoming a glaring weakness. They're playing a third-string quarterback, playing with a third-string quarterback. And, that, you know, look, you are allowed to coach. You are allowed to plan. You are allowed to make changes. And I think the coaching staff of the San Francisco 49ers should be applauded for what they've been able to do with that, you know, third-string rookie, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant uh, at the helm. I think it's I think it's been remarkable. What they've won ten straight now. That's, I think it's eleven straight now. But yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a good coaching job. Strength. But but like I said, you gotta one day you're gonna face that that team. It should have been this week because. I just think that San Francisco is one of these cars that are about to fall, and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be the card maker 
because you they're gonna play. They're gonna he's gonna face the heat this week. They got seventy sacks as a team. The Eagles they're coming for him. This is the, the one of those games where he's gonna look like he's been looking like a rookie, kind of the last couple of weeks. But this is one where a team will take advantage of it if you look like a rookie. So we'll see. Well, I mean, well, listen, just one other thing. Listen, you can't shortchange the, the, the 49ers for what they've accomplished. I mean, this is their third time in four years they've been to the conference championship. It's not a one-year wonder. Oh, and, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything, away, look, from not well, taking anything away from them. Not taking anything away from them. not? No, I'm taking something away from the quarterback. I don't want to hear this. He's the greatest last pick in the draft ever, and he's this great rookie quarterback, and Roethlisberger and him are the only ones that did that. that, that, that. No. He's been he's been in a nice system, asked not to do anything, just don't mess up. But now that you get into these games where everything's on the line, you got to do more than just not mess up. You got to make some plays, and I don't think he's capable. Well, let me just go give you this here real quick here. Let's see, we've had, uh, let's see, we've had gambling, we've had the Cowboys, and we've had the quarterback of the Forty ers That's three on your hate list. Who's next? I'm gonna get to my next point, <laughs> and this brings it, this brings it back to the Lions now. Okay. One thing I learned watching all these games this week with the better teams, and we even get to say, let's just put this out there because I don't want to get long on it. Joe Burrow is probably one of the he, he's not the best quarterback in the league now. He will be in the next year, and he's worth everything he gets. And that's a real that's a real number one pick overall. Okay, I, I I agree with it, except I think he's the best quarterback in football right now. Could be. I think Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the best player. Mm-hmm. But this is the best pure quarterback, pure quarterback. If he's not, he will be soon, but he is. Now, let's bring it back to the Lions. That's what you take with a number one or top five pick. Somebody like that, they'll change a franchise. Not the Jeff Okudas of the world where you got the number three pick in that same draft and now you're looking to replace him. You know, okay. That's all I'm saying. That's the difference between the evolution of a team and a team struggling to get somewhere. You don't waste top five, top ten picks on pedestrian to good players. You want the great ones. Now that brings us around to what I'm about to talk about. Watching these games, Mike. The formula to winning is still running the game and defense. And the quarterback thing, that all comes in after that and the, the passing and all that. But the the thread I see running through this thing is strong defense, strong on both sides of the line, and a good running game. That'll take you far. Well, I don't agree. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think you can – there's nothing wrong with having a quarterback who complete passes down the field like Joe Burrow. I mean, look, that's in addition to the you – know, the, the, Bill's not playing very well, but the way he played, the way he just took him apart, that, that was magnificent. It really was. Now, they did. They ran for 170-some yards, but they also set up a lot of that stuff with his arm. I mean, look, look, that is that is a transcendent player there in the National Football League. Yeah, it is. But, like, again, I'm going to go back to it. Strong on the lines, running the game. The quarterback, come, that's always a must. You know, the quarterback play is always a must. So I'm, I'm just excluding that. So you can leave Burrow out of the equation. I'm just saying – 49ers are playing that way. The Eagles are playing that way. Um, Kansas City is playing that way because when Mahomes got hurt, it was the running game that that kept him in the game. And a backup quarterback, which is the sixth most important position in the league, as I <laughs> try to tell you, Henny, I, I thought it was. I thought he was up to fifth. It was six or five. You could take it. I'll, I'll, I'll be I, to any of those two is acceptable. 
So I'll let that go. But um, this I'm making this long, drawn-out statement to tell you that I was looking at some of the drafts today. Bucky Brook has put out his um, mock draft. And um, I'm telling you right now, Mike, if B. John Robinson's there at 18, I'm taking a hard look. I know the running back tail or whatever, but B. John Robinson, if he is what I think he is in the combine and the, the scouts will tell you soon enough, that's cherry on the top of that offense, and then they're ready to go. I, I am not against that at 18. So I'm just putting that out there for right now. And I'm taking it and running to the bank with it instead of getting some pedestrian corner, which I can get one in the second round probably to do as much as the 18th pick or get one in the third round. If I can get a, 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 the top running back in the draft at 18 and put him in that offense, I'm good. So that's where I'm looking at right now because I think that that's the improvement the Lions are going to make next year is in the running game on offense. Well, I sent in my first mock draft and doesn't get published for another week, but uh, I considered him at 18. I really did, but I'm not strongly because I'm trying to project what I think they're going to do, and I don't, I don't think that would is something they would do, but you never know with Brad Holmes. I mean, look, he's been pretty sharp you know, for two years now. There's no reason to think he won't be sharp again in his third year as general manager of the Lions. And that, look, the devaluation of, of, of running backs, I've never fully agreed with it, but but it is what it is. But apparently this is this, this is a special running back. Now, i I got to admit I haven't seen much of him play, but but he certainly is highly recommended. I think the devaluation of running backs is occurring for two reasons, and it's not about the position or the running back itself. It's just that because of the game now is pretty much a money ball game, you don't get 12, 10 years out of a running back anymore. And that's why they devalue him. Oh, it's not worth a five, top 15 pick if you can't get 10 years out of him. Well, I don't go for that. Give me If you got five great ones in you, a top, uh, I'll take a 10, to, a, a 10 to 20 pick for that. I mean, I'll take a first-round pick on that. You just take, run them until, you, until, you, until they can't run. But I'm, 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 you, a running game, Mike, a, a special back is always going to be needed in that league. And that's just the way it is. Now, you want to quibble over where you should take them. That's different than what I'm talking about, the effect on the field. No, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree that, that, that the running back's important. I mean, look look at the, the Lions' last game against the Green Bay Packers. Look, look, you know, Jamal Williams was a, was a stud in that game. I mean, he, 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 I wouldn't say he dominated the game, but he certainly made a, a lasting impression on, you know, when you walked away from that game, a lot of the people, a lot of, a lot of, the, a lot of people were thinking about one guy, Jamal Williams, with those two touchdowns and that tough running he did. Yeah. Well, as I said, the things are heating up. A lot of people are going to the blocks now. A lot of free agency talk is starting up. You get to that point now, February is coming. It's almost combine season. Um, things about the Lions getting better. And, I, again, after watching these games, they are with a young team like they are, they're in such a position. I don't see any great team in the NFC after, you know, for next year. I know this year's not over. If you want to say the Eagles are the greatest team, they can be beat. They can, the Lions can be, they can get them next year with the right moves during the offseason. If the Lions have the proper offseason, they can, they can be, they can be in the mix next year, Mike. Well, I think they're going to have a hard time beating them though. Next year? Yeah. Well, because they're not on the schedule. 
Oh, there's a game that could they can play. There's a game that they can match them up in though. It's called the NFC oh, Championship. There's a game you can meet them in. There's a game you can meet them now. It may not be in the regular season, but there's a game you can meet them. Yep, I know. I'm with you. Look, they got beat by him by three points in the opener. You know, and they played him probably as hard as anybody until until uh, until late in the season when the quarterback went out with an injury and they were a team that could be hit then. But but they're awfully good, Kenny. They've done a great job of putting draft picks together and trades and moving up and down in the, and they're, look, they got a, they've got a top 10 pick in this year's draft. Yeah. It's, you know, but they had the best record in football. Number 10. Yep. They got number 10. Um, me and Dan were talking about that game too. The other day I was talking to Dan, I'll keep dropping Dan Miller's name. I just happened to see him the other day. We were talking about that game too at Philly, that first game. And he reminded me and I forgot the lions were like one stop away from getting the ball back to win that game. And they, they had the guy hemmed up. If you remember, and he, I think it was Miles Sanders or somebody who broke three, four first down where they had him like four yards deep in the backfield. And I forgot who it was, missed the tackle at the time. And that was the that was the third down play. They would have had the punt. And the whole game could have been – just think if that game changes, they win that first game. Philadelphia doesn't go on that, you know, when they went undefeated for the first how many weeks of the season. Lions start with it. It just changes everything. Well, yeah, it does, and you know the Lions don't go don't go one and six either, and you know what? They're in the playoffs, right? Exactly. At the very least, they're, at the very least, they're ten and seven. So next year, I want to see them start off hot. A um, couple of things before we get out of here that I want to say: I'm looking more at free agency for next year for the help than the draft. And am I wrong with that, or should I be looking to the draft? Is where they get most of their help for next year, not for the future years, but next year. Which well, you, which you, is going to help them most win next year? Well, you do well at both, but but I, I think you get a, a, a prime free agent. It, it, it does wonders for you. It really does. I mean, if you can if you can isolate on one position or maybe two, probably one. But I would want a good young young player with years to come. Like I wouldn't want a you know thirty two year, year old guy. Whatever. Right, right. I want somebody who's twenty six, twenty seven on his second contract, and and. And they're hard to get, though they really are, because teams don't let them don't let them go. Sure, they lock them up. But but that's that's what I what I'd be looking for. Yeah, and hopefully, look, a defensive player and a linebacker, somewhere defensive line, whatever, good strong player in the secondary. I think that would uh, you know it's no secret. And Brad Holmes came right out and said it. Look, they're this thirty-second rated team on defense in the National Football League, and so it's no doubt in my mind that that's where he's going to you know focus. His, his assets on is, is building the defense, but they got a couple of couple of issues on offense too. You know, a, a real tight end. You know, not just a, one of three guys playing the position, and another guard on an already good offensive line, but another guard to step in at, at right guard if in fact they need that. You can get a starting guard in the NFL draft in the third round, as we've seen, and a good Maybe. one because guard yeah. is a position that you rarely see taken high in the draft because. Either there's so many of them, or there's other positions people want to go for first. So, I, if that top 100, that that 88th pick or 100, whatever the number is for the third round, you can get a starting guard at that spot. So I'm with you with the guard. I told you, you put that line together with a strong guard on that right side next to Sewell, and then you're ready to move. So I'm agreeing with you on that. Now, well, I mean, and look at this. They got two first round picks. You know, six and 18, two second round picks. So they're right in, in, a, in a fairly high. You know, third round player. That's five five picks they've got. They can manipulate them a lot of different ways. And that's at just, the time because that right, five may turn into seven. 
Because, you know, like you said, you could. there's no player, I think, going to be there where you can't listen for trade downs or trade ups if there's a player you want. So they, I don't think they're stuck in any position on that board. They're gonna move. They're gonna be players on draft day. They're gonna move around a lot. I can. I can. I. That's my prediction. Well, that's the prediction too. And it, I just doing my mock draft and what it's already on the board. There's there's opportunities to to opportunities to move up and down, especially with the way the quarter teams that already have quarterbacks who have high draft picks and teams that don't have you know, quarterbacks and and. And have high picks, so there's. I think there's going to be, a, a, I think there's going to be a substantial opportunity for quarterback movement in the draft this year. Now, my last question before we roll out of here today, quarterback. Since you brought it up, do you go get a veteran to back up um, golf, or do you draft high? And I don't mean. Well, I'll let you be the judge. Wherever you want to draft one, do you draft a quarterback high to be a backup next year? Well, if you draft a quarterback, he's not a true backup then because he'll just he's a development project. He's not a guy that you can just send out there and, and run your offense for. If he's just if he's a rookie, and, you know, and a mid round draft pick, so I think you've got to decide. You know, you have to make a decision what, which way are you going with it, and 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 and, and that's your plan going in. Uh, to me, I, you know, I would like a veteran who's who's played, but. Look, we've seen some of those. Really, we talk about who the Lions have. That's pretty much standard in the National Football League of what you have for backup quarterbacks. Look, we've seen enough of them play, and there aren't many who light up uh, light you up. No, I'm with drafting one, though. And if he has to be your third next year while you get a veteran, sure. in case something happens, I'm fine with it. But like team like Washington, they took Sam Howell in the fourth round, whatever round they took him in. You know, he started the last game of the season. Now he's probably he's projected to be their starter next year. Uh, Malik Willis, that didn't work out this year, but they still have a quarterback in the pipeline who's had some experience now. I don't know if he'll get better. That's if he will see. But those are things that you spend those third and fourth round picks on and fifth round picks, and, you know, you get a young guy that has something you think you can work with, and then a year later they can be a competent backup or even if they get that good start. But the, that's what they got to do. And they did that a couple times over the years, the Ruddock pick and the – um. The guy from Miami whose name was skating me at the minute, um, by Felicia. Never played, so. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm just saying though, they tried, and I, I don't have a problem with them trying. It failed, but I'm I'm down I'm down with that. They they tried to do that. That was Bob Quinn. He did try to do that. So you give him credit, but you got to well, now Holmes has got to do that. Well, you know Holmes and 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 Quinn both said the same thing. Look, it's a priority position. You cannot ignore it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out. All right, Mike, that's it for this week. Uh, big games next week out of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City. And uh, the game I'm really excited to see, I want to see this Eagles game against the 49ers because Darius Slay, I was listening to some cuts of him yesterday. He's cracking me up. Boy, every time I see Slay out there, I just, um, you know, I just I think back to why did you let him go? Why did you let him oh, go? Yeah. They didn't let him go. They got a third-round pick, but it wasn't fair value. That was still a good player and really one of the good guys on that team, too. He really was. Yeah, and, and he would have stayed. Absolutely. He, stayed. Well, he didn't have any choice, yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about I think he had one year left on the contract. He liked it here. Yeah. He liked it here, sure. man, and he would have stayed. And just imagine last year with him on the other side of uh, Cuda. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. And like, like, let me just repeat again, he was well-liked in the building among – among the people who worked there and all that, he, he and both, they just, they're just good guys, really. Yeah. It was just one person that didn't like him. 
Well, <laughs> just that was, that was a big person. <laughs> yeah, it was a big person, and uh, that's why they're interviewing officer coordinators in New England now too. So, all right, Mike, that's it for this week. Any final thoughts? No, just I, you know what I I I like uh, Joe Burrow in this game. I really do. I think they're going to win, and I would not be surprised if if the Eagles lose. I really wouldn't. I just think the 49ers are so tough up front. They just make life miserable for you. Depending on uh, Mahomes' ankle and if he can play, I think Kansas City will win just because they're at home. I'm I'm taking them over because Cincinnati lost three offensive linemen. I, that, that's got to follow you sooner or later. With Chris Jones over on Kansas City, I just think he's going to raise hell this week. I just think that this is a week because of just being at home, Kansas City's going to win this game. That's if Mahomes is – you know, able to play. Well, maybe we could have one of our Friday chat sessions. And maybe we should it. have one. I think, you know what, we'll have a Friday, little short 10-minute chat Friday, so check back with us Friday. And by that time, we'll know what's going on, and we'll talk about that too. And uh, anything to else that happens during the week. Cause I, I predict there might be a coach hire before uh, Friday. Just one. I don't know which team, but isn't this the, the week that they usually, some of the teams usually hire? Could be, you know, but there's a certain point where the National Football League it doesn't, doesn't want any business done during Super Bowl weekend. I forget exactly what the cutoff is. Yeah. So we're not there yet. Either. Right. So we'll see. All right, Mike. That's Michael Hare at DetroitLions.com. Check him out. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Mitch Album Show. See you later.